Cut with Kirsty. Designed for young adults to share their stories of overcoming adversity and amplify their voice on pressing issues within society. Every Monday at 8 p.m. with Kirsty. On your number one Christian radio in Scotland. Heart Song Live. Heart Song Live.
listening to Heart Song Live Radio. Good evening and welcome to Uncut with Kirsty. I'm so excited that you guys have tuned in today. We are so, so buzzing in the studio because today we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Rura Shorty. Have I pronounced that right? <laughs> Rura, Rura Ola Shorty. Rura Ola Shorty. Oh, wow. And Rura, where are you from? I'm from Nigeria. Nigeria. Yep. And what part of Nigeria? Because Nigeria is quite big. Yeah, Nigeria is quite big. So I'm from Ibadan and Enugu. I'm Yoruba and Igbo. Yoruba and Igbo, yes. is that right? Yes. Igbo. And can you speak any Igbo? I can't. I you can't. can at it's all. It's disgraceful, yes. Really? Did I can't parents... speak Yoruba either. Did your parents not teach you? No, they didn't. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> and are you, you a student or what is it you're studying? Yes, I'm a student studying psychology with business management at Harriet Watt University. Oh, and is that something that you've always wanted to study or... Um, no, actually, I grew up thinking that I would study medicine for a very long time. And then I realized that it just wasn't for me and that I had more of a heart for psychology. So I went for it. And I ended up doing business as well, just for the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting. And do, have you made any new friends coming to Edinburgh or... Um, actually I have, I've been so grateful to meet loads of people through my church, through my Christian union. And I live with one of my best friends right now. Her name is Jessica. I'm sure you've had her on the show before. Yes, we had her the first, <laughs> the first ever episode of Uncut. We had Jessica. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's so exciting. We're, so we're going to get to know you more. Mm -hmm. And we're so excited because today we're going to be talking about being a young black woman in today's society. Yeah. But first, we're going to listen to a song called I Surrender by V Rose. I surrender all 
my God. You amaze me, you're the vibe. And I just be setting the stage, so let me get out the way. Cause you gon' elicit the praise out of the mouth of the babes. And I just be stuck in the days. And you tell me that it's not about the way I sing. Then you question me for why I'm even questioning. Cause I know it ain't the power or the might, but the spirit. The soul is gonna know the truth every time I hear it. And I can't commit my own name, cause that's an interference. It'll take it from a home game. They're trying to sell tickets. And if ain't nobody showing up, it's really what you're fearing. And your heart is in the wrong place. So is it you hearing? Huh? with Kirsty on your number one inspirational radio station Heart Song Live Hello and welcome back to Uncut with Kirsty. We have Vera in the studio so we're still kind of just getting to know Vera, we're getting to know our guests so were you born in Edinburgh? I was not born in Edinburgh I was born in Nigeria and we lived there for a while until I was six years old. And then we moved to Aberdeen, Scotland, sunny, sunny Aberdeen. And we stayed there for a bit. Then we were off to Oman, Muscat. And then we're back to Edim- um, to Aberdeen. And then I moved to Edinburgh for uni. <laughs> so how was it like living in the Middle East? It was honestly really fun. It was really amazing. Um, a really good part of my life, but... Um, definitely different definitely different so cool and what made you come to edinburgh um i think probably the architecture like i think edinburgh is such a beautiful city and i remember visiting when i was younger probably like 13 14 15 and i knew that i would end up here eventually i was just like you know what i want to live somewhere beautiful mm-hmm. and still be close to home but aberdeen was not the vibe <laughs> for that personally so i was like you know what edinburgh is it i applied to every uni i could apply to really? in edinburgh because i was like i'm ending up here yeah one way or another uh-huh. so yeah and is the course that you're doing now is that something that you've always wanted wanted to do growing up or um not really like i always thought I would do medicine um, because, you know, it's like the Mm -hmm. cliche, like African (laughs) child thing to do, medicine or engineering. Yeah, we've talked about this before in the previous episodes, yeah. That peer pressure of having to be a doctor. (laughs) But my parents were, like, so good about um, letting me know that I was free to pick whatever I wanted. And Mm -hmm. so when I really looked at my choices, I was like, you know what? I don't really think that medicine is for me. So I decided to go with psychology instead because I realized that I actually have been interested in it for such a long time. Yeah. Yeah. 
And is there anything that you like to do in your free time, like go for walks or hang out with your friends? Um, yeah, I am quite the jack of all trades. I like to say jack of all trades, master of a few. Um, but I love singing. I love playing instruments. I love volleyball. I love art. There are lots and lots of things that I love to do. And I don't like to limit myself on those things. Whatever I feel like doing, I do. Yeah, awesome. So, Rura, growing up, did you feel like you were different compared to your peers in terms of the way you look or acted? Mm, definitely. Yeah. Um, a lot of the schools that I went to, in fact, all of the schools I went to growing up were international schools, but the population of black girls compared to all the other ethnicities, for example, white girls, was there was a, a stark difference for sure. And so looking at my peers, I definitely did notice that difference. And um, a lot of them didn't hide that they noticed the difference as well. So I was Whoa. kind of forced to, yeah. And when you said they didn't hide, did they treat you differently then? Um, some of them did. It was usually when I had just moved to a new school, mm-hmm. I would notice that there was kind of some resistance there. And funnily enough... In a few of the schools that I went to, it was amongst the other black girls. So I would be one of two black girls in the year. Uh And so it would take a while for the other black girls to kind of, you know, let her walls down around me and be like, okay, like she's fine. Her guard was up. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. Because I remember that when I was growing up in primary school, like, there was another black girl in the year above me and everyone used to think that we were sisters and it used to annoy oh us so much because the, the, only, the only reason that they were saying that obviously because we were both black girls exactly. so yeah it was hard just to keep your cool and then even when we did get a bit frustrated they would mm-hmm. like think oh they're the angry black girls here yes. they go again you know what I mean? yes oh my god <laughs> it is yeah it's a mad mad world so how about in terms of like what you saw on social media and the TV, like when you walked into a shop or saw, you know, the front cover of a magazine and it wasn't someone that looked like you, did you feel a certain type of way about yourself or? Um, I, I do remember having those moments a lot. It would usually be in the movies I watched or mm-hmm. like music videos, like all the really beautiful girls would be white girls, um, magazine covers white girls like the lead of the tv shows or the movies would be a white girl like i remember i used to love movies and shows like mean girls like just you know the high school drama Mm -hmm. shows and i used to love watching them but i remember just being like wow i don't really see myself here i don't see myself in any of these things not that i want to be a mean girl but you know like when you think of your fashion icons or you know people that you look up to for music and stuff like that the first people that come to my head usually are white people and Mm -hmm. so that was a little difficult growing up and it kind of when i was trying to define my identity Mm -hmm. there i go going into psychology when i was trying to you know define my identity i was like wow i have nothing to really draw from here Mm -hmm. and the things that i could draw from were very monolithic and not very multifaceted there was definitely a stereotype that black girls had to adhere to or we were seen as weird or Mm -hmm. you know the outcast Mm -hmm. which was never really fun yeah and during that time when you were like trying to figure out your identity did you feel comfortable in sharing that with your parents what you were going through or was it hard to share with your parents because you felt like they didn't understand based on their background of growing up in nigeria Mm -hmm. 
I think my parents have been so, so accepting of me. Right. Honestly, they are the best people and they've really helped me define my values as mm -hmm. a black girl in today's society. I know I've been through so many phases. My mom will remember my emo phase vividly and she bought me one band t-shirt after the next, one band poster after the next, and every single piece of black clothing that I could get my hands on, my mom would buy it for me, and she really encouraged me to express myself, you know, do it safely, but express myself, and so did my father, and so I'm really grateful that I had the in a safe environment to learn and to grow and, you know, live out my interests and not be judged. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like growing up, did you ever experience any mental health because you were a black, young black woman? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are lots of self-esteem issues. Um, some of the effects are, you know, still there. And thankfully, I'm working through that with mm -hmm. God. Um, he's teaching me every day that, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made and stuff like that. But um, I remember when I was younger, you know, dreading going into school because I look different and dreading going into school because I wanted my hair to be like the white girls and why do I have to have braids and you know why can't I just have my natural hair out why can't I look like the people around me and so that was quite difficult to work through mm -hmm. and in terms of looking like the people around you did you because I can see you now, <laughs> you guys, she has beautiful, beautiful gold <laughs> braids. Did you ever feel like you had to wear a weave to sort of fit in, in terms of the way they dressed or mm. had their hairstyles or straightened their hair? <laughs> there was definitely the temptation to do that, you know, to like get into weaves, get into wigs. But mm -hmm. um, I'm really grateful that I kind of stood my ground, even though I did feel insecure. I remember one time having a talk with myself, like, I'm going to be with myself for the rest of my life. So I might as well start taking pride in my appearance and start being happy mm -hmm. with what God has given me. And so I didn't, I still have never really gotten into wigs and weaves and stuff like that. Um, and not because I think that, you know, that's like a caricature of whiteness, but mm -hmm. I think that braids suit me better. And I think I look beautiful in braids and they're, you know, they show my blackness in a way that I like to express my blackness. Mm -hmm. So I would love to try braids, but um, to try wigs, <laughs> but I love my braids and I love my natural hair so much. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, so did you have any role models growing up? Anyone that you looked up to, whether it's someone that you knew or um, someone on TV or? Um, I would say probably people like, I don't know, like, you know, the, the big name celebrities, like the big name black girls, like Beyonce. I love Beyonce when I was little <laughs> because I was like, oh, she came from a church choir too and look at where she is now. But I find myself um, right now looking up to the people around me. Like I look up to my mother a lot. Um, she has taught me everything I know. She's given me the values that I have right now. You know, she's helped with my self-esteem She's helped me grow and learn in so many ways and just so many family friends. Um, I'm not sure if she's listening, but AB, if you're listening, <laughs> um, I looked at her as such a big sister and like such a role model. Like she um, was 
on choir in church and she was doing all these big things and she runs this amazing business right now and is doing so well for herself and I always always looked at her and was like you know what I aspire to be like her because she knows what she wants and she just goes after it and she gets it mm-hmm. and you know what it's talking about like having your own business and stuff like that because growing up I used my mom used to tell me that I have to work 10 times harder mm-hmm. ever want to be successful in life because um, of the challenges that we face yeah. as black women. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Do you believe that or do you think that's just like a myth? Or Definitely not a myth. Um, I think that um, we do need to work so much harder as black people in this society, as black women. Like it's such a double whammy. Like being a woman in this society can be difficult because I feel like you know, people have this one idea of how a woman should be and where a woman should right. be, you know, in the house taking care of children. And there absolutely is a place for that in my heart as well. I do want to be a mother. I do want to be a wife. But I feel like being a black woman, I have to, you know, go out there and get it. Things won't be handed to me. If I want it, I have to ask. Mm-hmm. I have to open my mouth and I have to, you know, be clear with what I want. And there's nothing wrong with that. Be confident and go after what you want. There's nothing wrong with having big goals. Mm-hmm. Literally shoot for the stars. Mm-hmm. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and what other challenges did you face um, just right now being a young black woman in today's society? I think it goes back to image. Mm-hmm. I think there is an image of how a black woman should be in everyone's minds you know if any of you are on tiktok you know the whole debate about the uk black girl stereotype and you know there's one way that we're supposed to look and one way that we're supposed to act and i think that that can be harmful especially to a lot of young girls i feel like our really young black girls are growing up way too quickly for their own good um, and are being forced because there's a stereotype Um, And I think one of the things that is so damaging to young black girls is this idea that um, black girls are promiscuous, Mm -hmm. you know, and that um, we are like we act like this and we dress like this and like we're immodest and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And seeing that breaks my heart because black people are not a monolith. We are so different and we are so diverse in our interests. And I think that the sooner we start to pay attention to that and the sooner um, people start to, you know, treat us like we are individuals, the better for everyone. Mm -hmm. And how do you deal with that? Like as a black person, like when you hear all these negative things in the media about young black people, like what's your coping mechanism? My coping mechanism is Jesus <laughs> because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I can stay awake and worry about what the media thinks of me. I can stay awake and worry about what my peers think of me. But the only thing that matters to me is what God thinks of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as long as I'm walking with him and, you know, if things do bother me, like if something happens because of my race or my gender that I don't like, I take it to the Father mm-hmm. because... The vengeance is his. I can't do anything. Of course. I can't. need him each and every day. Exactly. So do you have like a favorite Bible verse? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Philippians 4, 6 to 7. 
Do you want me to recite it? Because I can recite it. Okay. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 So we're now going to kind of move on to relationships. Because Mm -hmm. being a young black woman, sometimes it can be hard Mm -hmm. to find a guy that maybe understands our culture yeah here in scotland (laughs) here in scotland (laughs) Scotland. yeah so how about you have you found it hard to date or be in a relationship or um you feel there's pressure as well from family to get a particular guy that's from the same culture or you know what? I think I've been so lucky, so blessed yeah. with the family I have because I don't think there are any stipulations surrounding right. like bringing home a Nigerian man, like bringing home a white man. I think that would be no. I think I know it would be perfectly fine with my parents, but mm-hmm. I think there's been. I I do have a fear that if mm-hmm. I do end up with a white man, I'm gonna have to you know sit him down and explain absolutely everything about my culture to yeah. him and i feel like that's just gonna be such a hard conversation to have mm-hmm. like oh, not even don't get me started on the food like i'm gonna have to literally write him a dictionary for everything <laughs> before he makes the parents how to make jollof rice oh my gosh that's the easiest one well, Ghana jollof rice, uh, no we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that here Oh, crazy, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to have another song. We're going to have You Know by Eben and Eris and join us back after where we continue our conversation on being a young black woman in today's society.
my strength inside my weakness. My strength, yeah. Expectations, you exceed them. Do my best, you supersede it. I'm complete cause you preceded me. Scotland's number one inspirational station. Welcome back to Uncut with Kirsty. We have Rory in the studio and today we're talking about being a young black person in today's society. So Rory, you said that you were a student. Yes. And are you part of an Afro-Caribbean society? or I am not. Controversially, I am not. <laughs> Only because... The ACS at Harriet Watt just got up and running. So hopefully this year I will be. Yeah. Yeah. And how about like in your class, do you feel like there's a lot of African Caribbean people in your class that you can talk to? And I'm the only black girl in my psychology classes. Really? Yes. And how's that? It's, I don't really notice it because I'm paying attention to the lecture, but it definitely makes me not attend the socials mm. for a psychology like I'm I'm not really there um not because like that sounds bad but you know I always feel I guess more motivated to go to things if I know that there are going to be other black people there are other black girls there because I know that I have an instant connection with them because we have something in common mm-hmm. and do you need to tell the viewers or the listeners that your flatmates with Jessica, who yes. was our first guest yes. on the show. And tell us about your friendship. How did you guys become friends? Oh, that's that's actually a perfect question um, because I was on campus in my first year of university and I was walking um, just down the road with some friends on the campus and I see a black girl and she is the third black girl that I've seen in my three months of being on this campus. So... Of course, I walk up to her, and the first thing I say to her is, you're a black girl, so I came to say hi. And that is how we became friends. We started speaking, we exchanged social media, and we've been friends for two years on November 8th. Wow. Friendiversary. Yes, put it in your calendars. We'll do a party and celebrate. We will, actually. (laughs) We plan on it. So you said that you grew up in an international school. Yes. And do you think there was a difference between... Being in inter- being in an international school compared to being a school over here in a public school. Yeah. I mean, I went to an international school in Aberdeen as well, and I actually was having a conversation with my dad the other day, and I was saying that I probably wouldn't have survived public school only because I had definitely stuff that I had to deal with. You know, being black in an international school where it's supposed to be um, that problem 
really shouldn't even be there going to an international school, but unfortunately it is, and it's still something that we have to deal with as um, young black people. And so even though it was better, it was still there and it was still noticeable, but luckily the faculty understand the type of school, you know, that they're in and that they're organizing so they know how to deal with these problems quickly Mm -hmm. and so you know it blows over just as quickly as it starts Mm -hmm. awesome and you talked about a little bit about you know your faith and your Mm -hmm. identity in christ Mm -hmm. and how has that helped your confidence as a young black woman honestly it my confidence has skyrocketed um i would say like this time last year i was really really struggling with anxiety but Mm -hmm. i've been able to give that to God and he has taken it and he has completely delivered me of it. And I am able to go about my daily life, you know, and do the things that I love to do without caring about what other people are thinking about me or what they could possibly be saying about me because ultimately it's none of my business. (laughs) It's none of my business. And do you have like a routine, like a Bible study that you do or you follow Mm -hmm. or a preacher that you listen to that helps you know who you are in Christ Jesus? Um, I love my YouTube preachers. Isaiah Saldivar is my go-to guy. Um, I also really love Vlad. He's from, I can't remember the church he's from. Um, oh, but, yeah, I know the guy you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's so good. And then um, there are people like Daniel Adams. Uh, there are so many YouTube um, preachers that I watch. You know, um, John Ramirez, also one of my favorites. And um, they actually, through their videos, God was able to help me get back on track with my faith um, la- late last year. And it's been so amazing. Like, I learned so much through their videos. And in terms of, like, a routine with Bible study, I really let the Holy Spirit lead me. Mm-hmm. So I often just start with, you know, praying in tongues or mm-hmm. I'll feel a push to read my Bible. So I go start reading and I'll learn something. And then I'm like, okay, I need to worship. I just feel, you know, I'm in the mood to pray. I'm in the mood to spend right. some time with God. Mm-hmm. So I just go with where the Holy Spirit takes me. Mm-hmm. So I know that you love singing in your yes, spirit time. You I love do. to sing <laughs> and you're doing some worship within church. Um, so is there a particular, like, any worship artists that you love listening to or um, really inspired you in your faith and your walk with Jesus? I think Kalante Gavin, he's an up and coming gospel artist mm-hmm. and his story is so inspirational. Like his music teacher heard him singing, his choir teacher heard him singing and was like, wow, like you have to do something with mm-hmm. that voice. And so he, um, basically just skyrocketed he's amazing and he loves jesus so much and you can really feel the spirit move through his music and i think that is why he's one of my favorites because like there's such like god is there Mm -hmm. like god really is there Mm -hmm. so being a young black woman do you feel like i know you talked about there's a pressure to be a certain way and do you feel like you feel that pressure to be a certain way or to act a certain way um not so much anymore Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, I think when you improve your, like when you grow stronger in your identity and in your values, you start caring less about what the world thinks. And so you start conforming less to the world. And that also comes with, you know, growing in your faith. Um, Mm -hmm. because when you're set on Jesus, like he is the solid rock. And when you are solid on him, you don't look to the world to tell you who to be and what to do and, you know, what opinions to have anymore. And so I feel that, you know, 
now that I'm in Christ, that's less of an issue. But definitely when I was in high school, I was, you know, changing myself with every new trend that was coming around. And it wasn't necessarily trends within black culture. I was still trying to fit in with black culture, but I was definitely trying to adhere to stereotypes within white culture to be more accepted with my peers. Right. And were you a Christian when you were younger or is that something? Um, so I was raised in a Christian household mm-hmm. and so I've known about Jesus all my life and, you know, I've had dreams and visions all my life, but, you know, there's... I don't know, some of us have that in our walk where we kind of drift away from Jesus. Like, it's not us. It's not him moving away from us because he never leaves us ever. But, you know, we feel like we feel like he has. And so as a result of that, you know, we stop praying, we stop seeking him and stuff like that. So I've known about Jesus, but I really feel like I've, you know, come back to him in just Mm -hmm. this last year. Awesome. And what would your advice be to young black girls who maybe struggling to know who they are or struggling to or feel the pressure to fit into society Mm. i think my biggest advice you can probably see it coming find jesus and seek jesus and you know really place your identity in him and whatever worries that you have you know whether it's anxiety whether you're stressed out with school you're stressed out with you know friendships go to him because he loves you more than anyone could ever love you and he knows you more than you even know yourself so as much as you know the world tells us that we need to have self-love and we need to you know find validation within ourselves it will never be as fulfilling as finding jesus's love and you know seeking validation from the lord because he is our best friend Mm -hmm. he is the go-to above everything So, like, you know, now in society, we see a lot of young girls who are putting lip fillers in or injections to make their bum bigger. Mm. And in terms of us as Afro-Caribbeans, we tend to have those natural features. Um, So what are your views on that? I think that the world has done a really good job. Like, society and social media has done a really good job of making body types trendy yeah like it's so wild to me that certain body types are going in and out of style like Mm -hmm. fashion is going in and out out of style like the bbl is going out of style and being like you know skinny like the supermodels like kate moss Mm -hmm. and you know tyra and all that Mm -hmm. stuff is coming back into style and that is so shocking to me because these are people's bodies like you have to live with yourself for the rest of your life and so i think that makes me so sad that we can't look at ourselves and see beauty in ourselves. But when we look at someone who probably looks pretty similar to how we do, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, but I want that when we can't see, you know, the beauty within us. And so it, it just it really is disheartening to see young girls um, kind of feeding for things that they don't have any business looking for because they are already beautiful. Yeah. And why do you think the BBL is going out? I don't fashion or not in trend anymore. Mm. I think it's because of like, you know, if you look at trend cycles within fashion, we can see that like the whole Y2K is coming back and um, like supermodels are back in like the rise of Bella Hadid Mm -hmm. is coming. So Mm -hmm. people are going to want to look like 
the it girl right now Mm -hmm. and the it girl of the last era was kim kardashian kylie jenner and they had bbls and so everyone was like okay we need to look like them we need to get a bbl and that's what happened and now that the it girls are you know bella hadid and all these other supermodels people want to look like them and so they're going to start changing their bodies and probably doing some not so safe things to get there and now like hear a lot of like afrobeat music on the radio and stuff like that why do you think there's been that change like now all of a sudden we're like hearing afrobeats there's even like selena gomez now on a new (laughs) track with this artist um i don't know i think there has always been beauty in african Mm -hmm. music and nigerian music and Ghanaian music I'm not forgetting you guys (laughs) there's always been beauty there but again with the rise of social media we're able to share these things more and it's not like something that's so secluded to one um, area of the world and so I think you know with social media being really popular everyone is just sharing in the beauty that is music and it's going around the world thankfully because it's so good it's so beautiful Do you think now people are more aware of Afrobeat music because of social media exactly yeah Um, and I know you love social media. You're, was yes. it for the Christian Union you do? Yes, I'm publicity for my Christian Union um, and for my church, for our young adult group, Authentic. Mm-hmm. And how do you use that platform to encourage young black girls? Um, I think I just, you know, try to be my most authentic self. It's so mm-hmm. cliche because that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what the young adults group is called. But I try to show my personality through every single post that I put out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, I take into account the rest of the committee and their opinions. But I make sure that I leave a mark. And so when people look at that post, they're like, yes, where I did that. And when they see something that isn't me, it's very noticeable that I'm not the one who did that. So, yeah, I try to, you know, I try to show them that it's me. I try to be myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what makes you confident in who you are? I know you talked a lot about your faith, mm-hmm. but is there anything else that you do or is there friends that you go to that encourage you? Mm-hmm. I want to shout out Joannis and Alice. They are my best, best, best friends, and I know that they're going to be in my life forever. And I go to them with every single thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) with every single problem. They're definitely, you know, the second on the speed dial right after Jesus. And so I um, take everything to them. And of course, they are young black women and so they give me advice based on their experiences Mm -hmm. and I know that they want the best for me Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important for every black girl to have that group of other black girls that they can run to with their problems Mm -hmm. because it's so important to have people that know what you're going through yeah definitely definitely and in terms of like the way we dress because we're Africans Mm -hmm. especially Ghana we wear like Kenti outfits and all that do you have any Nigerian traditional Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Outfits or? Yes, we have our traditional um, fabric. It's called Ankara in Nigeria. And I'm Igbo and Yoruba, so we have our traditional wear in both cultures. Mm-hmm. I always tell my mom I'm going to have three weddings. I'm going to have my Igbo traditional, I'm going to have my Yoruba traditional, and I'm going to have my white wedding. <laughs> so everybody better be prepared with their wallets because it's going to be a lot. It's going <laughs> to be a lot. Do you feel like you'll ever turn up to a lecture in traditional way, yes. babe. I live in the middle of Edinburgh. Why not? <laughs> this is a question. Like, why are we so afraid to like dress in our 
It's not really fear. I think also, like, maybe it's just me and my personal style. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say that, like, I really see my traditional wear within my personal style. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's something I need to change, actually. Maybe I need to start embracing Mm -hmm. my roots. Yeah, definitely. How about do you ever, like, bring Jalop Bryson for lunch break? (laughs) Absolutely. Whenever I can. Whenever I have it. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm thinking about Nando's right now, and I mm. feel like sometimes like I can't fully eat my chicken properly yeah. because I'm in the restroom. <laughs> but I know that when I'm at home, I'll literally like be get down <laughs> exactly, exactly. So there is nothing, mm. nothing left. So we're thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been such a blessing to have you on, and I know you're an amazing young woman, and I can't wait. For what God has in store for your future, because I know it's going to be so so bright. And um, so, is there anything else you want to share with these people who are listening in today who may feel discouraged or? Um, I would probably say that God is your biggest cheerleader, and He only wants the best for you. The plans that He has for you are so amazing. You just have to yield to Him, like you just have to delight in Him. Um, and it's probably daunting if you've never, you know. You know, just like dived into the deep end, but it's the best decision I've ever made and it is the best decision you will ever make. And so if you're feeling down, if you're feeling anxious, you know, sad, scared, and you haven't tried the Lord, seek Jesus. Mm-hmm. And also for those who are like, especially the young black females who don't know who to talk to or don't have any friends, and <laughs> um, what would your advice be for them? Um, I would probably say, I mean, you guys can contact me if you want. Mm-hmm. I will plug my Instagram yes, for let you. Them know. Um, my Instagram is WVRA. Um, so text me if you ever have any issues, any problems that you just need to talk to someone about. I will always, always be there for you. Um, and another thing I would say is, you know, even if you don't have very many black girls around you even just other women of color Mm -hmm. they are so so amazing and i have a friend alicia um she's filipino and white she's mixed but again just having other women of color in your life to guide you um and that have had similar experiences Mm -hmm. is like such a great thing awesome so do you mind praying for us Of course, of course. Um, So I just want to thank you, Jesus, for what a success this broadcast has been. I thank you, Lord, for all the people that we've reached and all the people that you're about to touch through what we've discussed today. I thank you, Lord, for speaking through me, and I thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do within my life and through my life and in um, everyone who is hearing my voice right now. Lord, I just bless you for all you've done and all you're yet to do. We thank you, God, for how good you are to us and how much you love us and we just thank you god that everything in our lives everything in our lives is in your will jesus christ and you will lead and guide us in the way that we should go when we delight in you we thank you for all you've done and all you're yet to do in your name we pray amen 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 awesome so don't forget to follow us on instagram and facebook uncut with kirsty we're now also on spotify so if you want to catch up with any of the past broadcasts please head over to spotify and search uncut with kirsty where it is so great having you on the show (laughs) thank you for Um, having me and please join us again next monday at 8 p.m where we have a very very special guest but if you follow us on instagram and facebook you'll find out who that's (laughs) going to be
<laughs> so guys have a good night take care we're just going to end it with a song called blessed up um by one day featuring lecrae bye bye sex I've been messed up, I've been broke down Gotta catch up, gotta shine now Running faster, I can't slow down Gotta catch up, gotta shine now Cause I've been blessed up, I've been broke down Gotta catch up, gotta shine now Running faster, I can't slow down Gotta catch up, gotta shine now Juice. Wait a minute, running back. I got the truth. Girl, talk to Rebel to rehab. We been headed. Don't mind that rehash. I'm teaching the youth. Remember, we was always seeking his face. Running up the charts was never the race. Buy a ticket to the show and you might get to heaven on it. Boy, we leaking with grace. Dripping. Don't poke foes, but the foes stay tipping. Nigga, one day about the lone star flipping. Man, the first lady got our first lady on a playlist. I'm tripping. We too blessed. Handed the Lord on a set. See what he finna do next. Shawty hit me on my jacket and said, jump on the track. I said, run it up. I'm feeling blessed. I'm in best I've been broke now, gotta catch up, gotta shine now, running faster, I can't slow down, gotta catch up, gotta shine now, cause I've been blessed up, I've been broke down, gotta catch up, gotta shine now, running faster, I can't slow down, gotta catch up, gotta shine now, running fans, okay, okay, Fast, no lay away. Oh, yeah. All gone past, no, you can't save. Yeah. Better pray, your soul is safe. No escape. See yeah. the top and the toes. Hold me down, I'm a pro. You yeah. should beat who you rose. You exposed, you exposed. Now you're worth looking real low like a clearance. Got you giving up, well, with the perseverance. Gotta stick to it, even with the interference. Gotta stay prayed up. Yeah, I'm talking about the spirit. Ooh, yeah. Ay, that's a slut now. Uh. I ain't gotta flex, no stunt now. Uh. Yeah, I've been down, no bluff now. Uh. Yeah, I've been down, but I'm up now. Uh. The bullet with the test won't flunk now. I ain't gotta stress now. I ain't gotta fuss now. I just gotta go and live my best. You know what now? Uh. Cause I'm up now. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I've been blessed up. I've been rolled down. Gotta catch up. Gotta shine now. Running Really living blessed up. See, I've been at the lowest of lows and I've been at the highest mountaintops. And the one thing that I found out is it's not about the platform, it's not about the network, it's not about the paper chasing, but it's all about the purpose chasing. You see, what you've gone through has made you, and it's actually the reason why you blessed. So go on, turn up the music, and don't stress, because the season you in right now, just give it a little time, and it'll prove you blessed. My top. Blessed